to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... Uh, I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood. I created an online religion based on Ed Wood in the 90s, and um, I did a lot of uh, press and interviews in... 20 in 97 98 99 2000 and it was always just i'm on a radio show to be made fun of or i'm being interviewed for this magazine thinks i'm stupid but then 9 11 happened and then after that i got a bunch of press but everyone took me seriously and i'm not sure exactly what part of 9 11 led to people taking the church of ed wood seriously but this camera is glitching like crazy and it's so weird no because i'm already in the middle of recording like i'll change it in between uh this is just i mean what glitching that is a special effect okay so you see the screen down here q um there's a lot of space here that they don't see like from here to here you, you got to be from here to here okay now people can see the cat there you go. That was good. That was good. You really got to get close if you want to be in the the stream. So, okay. Uh, this is episode 470 of the Pope on Film podcast. And, well, it's the last episode of the year. And yes, this is. is usually the episode where we start off with laughter and funny bits. Usually I do this year-end wrap-up where I talk about the year's biggest Hollywood bombs as if they were the biggest hits, cinematic hits of the year. And we all have a hearty laugh. But between the last episode and this episode, a lot has happened. Um, my dad died, my brother became my dad, and I got disowned. And that's primarily what we will be talking about. However, I will more than likely still do that year-end wrap-up in the beginning of the next episode. So, in the next episode, when I say that 2023 is the year when America was swept away by Ezra Miller fever, yes, and people were lined up around the block to see the flash, please laugh heartily as if it is your first time hearing said joke. Yes. Okay, good. Now, with with that intro out of the way, let's talk about uh, what happened. Let's talk about the big news. Let's talk about the one thing that everybody wants to hear about. Uh, Shecky Green just died. Shecky Green. Okay. Now, he's in the category Shecky of... Green. Wasn't he already dead? Shecky Green died at the age of holy shit, Shecky Green was still alive. Yeah. Holy shit. I am blown away by this. He was, uh, Shecky Green dies, legendary Las Vegas comedian, was 97. Yeah. He died nice. of natural causes. He died of fucking old. He yeah. died of old at his home in Las Vegas. Um, he 
he mostly recent appear he he most recently appeared in the 2000 film The Last Producer. He also guest starred on television shows including Love American Style, Laverne and Shirley, Roseanne, Mad About You, and Northern Exposure. I haven't heard of the existence of Northern Exposure in a very long time. No. Outside of you and me. Outside of you and me. Of course, honey. Of course. So, yeah. Shecky Green is dead and all of all of America is in mourning. I heard that Elton John is already rewriting Candle in the Wind. Yeah. For Shecky Green's death. It's going to be called Candle in the Sheck. Oh. That's a good point. We got to see who's born in 2024. It, it, Shecky Green might be coming back to life. Yeah. But he, he is like one of like the last of that era of comedian. Yeah. You know, your, your Buddy Hackett's, your Milton Burles. What was he the seems take like by Henny Youngman? Shecky Green seems like the type of comedian where he's in his small, tiny office writing jokes. But if he doesn't have a joke, he just goes out of the room and there's a hallway full of writers waiting for someone to buy a joke from them. Yeah. Like an old timey sort of stand up comedian. But yeah, Shecky Green's dead. How sad is that? Yeah. Very sad. And obviously the reason why anybody would be listening to this episode of the podcast is to find out about Shecky Green's passing. That's right. Okay. Shecky Green died at the age of 97, which begs the question, is Shecky Green alive? Because that's what they did with Elvis and that's what they did with Tupac. So Shecky yeah. Green is dead. <laughs> Is Shecky Green a lot? I'm pretty sure he faked his death, probably because of the he was escaping uh, the the uh, the woke mind virus. Well, okay, he faked his death, but only for about ten seconds, and then a minute later he died. Yeah, because really, on your deathbed. You know, you know you're going. At some point, are you going to fake it for a little while just to freak everybody in the room out? Yeah. I totally am. I totally Absolutely. am. Huh? I already have my last word. I will be planned. on my deathbed and I'll just suddenly go like. <sighs> and everybody will, oh my God, he's gone. And just be like, psych. <laughs> Nice. <coughs> so Shecky Green did fake his own death, but only yes. for about 10 or so seconds. Uh, what's that? What's that crazy ass term? Uh, you remember the the deep state? That's it. That's state. it. Shecky Green faked his own death to escape the deep state. Who's trying to stop him? From going after the Biden crime family. There you go. Boom. Yeah. If someone is tuning in for the first time to this podcast, they're really fucking confused. Yeah. 
but that's fine. Here I am showing off my uh, beautiful boobs, and we're talking about Shecky Green, and yet still no visitors. What do I need to do? I'm actually, um, I'm going to need to get sexier. Uh, I'm I'm switching between our podcast and a girl named Ivana who's just in the thong by her pool on Twitch. Okay. Just being real honest, uh, it, Twitch has gotten pretty thirsty lately. A lot of Twitchers, a lot of Twitch streamers are getting like super horny. So uh, mm, 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 watch our podcast. So, uh, my dad died. Yeah. Very sorry. Uh, let me tell you how he died. It's really surprising. Um, uh, Miss Scarlet did it in the hallway with the revolver. Oh, I could challenge that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm so happy that I saw Clue in theaters. Yeah. I'm so happy that I saw the movie Clue in theaters the day it came out, and I got one ending, and that was it. You know, because that sort of gimmicky sort of thing they don't do anymore. They barely did it then. Yeah, they barely did it then. But it was certainly a fun idea for this movie. Yeah. So, uh... I've been estranged from my, okay, let's tackle some trauma, because I'm about two seconds from going nuclear, bunny. Uh-oh. I'm two seconds from going nuclear. That's yeah. my new catchphrase. We're going to be selling shirts, bumper stickers, um, catheters, the Pope on film, collector's edition catheters, once you put it inside, the catheter says, I'm about two seconds from going nuclear, and then it plays a candle in the wind. I, I, but as fucking yeah, Facebook as really pisses me off, because, like, it was that comment in particular that I was replying directly back to him. Yeah. Because I really wanted to see him go nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and for um, some reason, for some reason, it jumped the post. So for a little, there was a little bit there, and then the rest became its own post. Somehow. That's weird. That is, but the first weird. bit was still there. Then it disappeared. Yeah. And then everything that Joe posted disappeared. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, thankfully, I've got screenshots. Yeah. And, well, then later it all came back. So, yeah, uh, then it all disappeared. I think what happened was he blocked me, but then went from blocking to simple unfriending. Oh, uh, maybe. So, anyway, this is what happened. My uh, father died. I've been estranged from my family for a very long time. My dad stopped talking to me after my grandparents died. It's so it's so weird. Okay, so my grandmother died, and 
I I was like, I need to go to Douglas, Arizona. I need to go to the funeral. And my yeah. father was there on the phone. Oh, hey, don't don't worry about it. It's you don't have to bring your whole family. You don't have to bring your wife and the kids and they have school. How about this? It, it, the funeral is going to be like a private family only funeral. So why don't you just, uh, you know, we'll pay for a ticket for you and you can come. You don't have to bother your family. And I would, I was put in the uh, position of trying to sell my family not to go to a funeral with me, which is weird. Yeah. But I, but I, I did end up going to my grandmother's funeral and I'm there like, Oh, Hey, here's my cousin. Here's my cousin's roommate. Here's my cousin's best friend. Here's my cousin's best friend's girlfriend. Oh, here's my uh, brother. And here's my brother's friend. And here's my brother's other friend. And it quickly dawned on me that this wasn't a, a, a close knit family only thing. Yeah. But for whatever reason, my dad didn't want my white ass wife and my mixed kids to come to my grandmother's funeral. So a few months later, when my grandfather died, I said, this time my whole family is going. And my dad got angry and got upset with me and was like, well, we can't pay for, for plane tickets. And it's like, that's fine. You don't have to. We'll make our way to Douglas. How are you going to make your way to Douglas? I don't know. We'll drive. Well, we can't guarantee uh, we can't get you a hotel room. And it's like we can manage it's Douglas, Arizona. It's not Beverly Hills. Yeah. We can manage. And so we ended up going. And after that, my dad just stopped talking to me. Uh, and so one of the things that I would always say when I started transitioning was uh, it's like, I don't have to worry about my parents, about my parents not talking to me. Yeah. My parents already didn't talk to me. Yeah. So not that big of a difference. My mom ended up doing the talking for the both of them. And, okay. and uh, oh, uh, your your father and I miss you very much. And just, it, but I never talked to my father. It was just, you know, I, I would say, hey, honey, hey, kids, we got a card from my parents. And my wife would be like, did you, though? Or did you get a card from just Harry? And, and yeah. she was right. And so my father died. And that my mother called crying and it was very sad and I felt very bad for her. And then shortly after that, my brother posted a, about, you know, my my father, Jose, has passed away at the age of 78 of uh, after a short battle with cancer and it just got to me that like I was never told that he had cancer yeah if I had been told that I would have gone and I would have tried to make peace with him but I wasn't told and now I'll never get peace with my father I it, it feels a bit sus be it it all feels a bit sus because you know, I called my parents and I talked to my parents and came out to them and told them that I was a woman and that my name was Maylin. And I heard from my parents that hey, we just want you to be safe as long as you're OK. 
as long as you're safe, it's okay. It's, you know, whatever makes you happy. But I don't know if my dad ever knew that I was a woman. Probably not. At all. There was always an excuse for why my dad didn't want to talk. Oh, he just took a nap. Oh, he just left. Oh, he's not here. He's on a walk. Yeah. There was always a reason for my dad to not talk to me. So my dad died, and he died of cancer, and I well, got as upset far as, as because... Far as whether your dad knew or not, I doubt your mother would tell him. I bet you fucking Joe would. Yeah. Joe would have loved yeah. to have told your father. Yeah. Joe is my older brother who... When I was little, this is one of my big... This is one of my big traumas. My brother and I were watching TV in the um, the futon room of our house on Westcott Drive. And my dad called us into the uh, living room because he wanted to have a talk with us. And he sat Joe and I down and had this talk about how when children are born to families, oftentimes those children... And their parents, they have a connection, and it's a strong connection, and it's a mental connection, and it's a psychic connection. And, and you know, it, you have the same feelings, and it, so many of the same things happen, and who you are is the same as these parents. And you can, you can, you even sometimes have the same thoughts, the same emotions, the same feelings. Sometimes you even think the same, and it's obvious that I have this with Joe and that your mom has this with little Stevie. So I'm going to be, I, your father, will primarily be taking care of Joe now and you, Stevie, will be taken care of by your mom. And so my dad stood up and took Joe into the bedroom to have like a serious conversation with him. And it, I was all excited because like, oh, I love my mom and, and my mom and I are like the best are like best friends and we share the same thoughts and memories. And I remember legitimately thinking I my dad left with my brother to the other room to have a conversation. And I looked up at my mom and I said, we have the same thoughts. So you want Simon from Alvin and the Chipmunks to come live with us, too? And my mom's like, uh-huh, sure, yeah, yep. And so, it, like, and then I ignored that and forgot about it. But when I got older, thinking back about my life, that was literally my father saying, I don't want to take care of the youngest sibling of ours. Yeah. The youngest child of ours. I don't want to take care of you. Yeah. Your mom can handle you because you're the sensitive one that wants to wear dresses. I am only taking care of the older, your older brother, Joe, now. It, it's, it, Joe got all of the attention. My, my parents came from a very traditional Hispanic household. And by traditional Hispanic, I mean sexist as fuck. My wife couldn't drive my father unless yeah. he was sick or dying 
my uh, mother couldn't handle the finances. Women can't handle money. My my mother. So I was I was raised by like the emotionally abused one in the relationship, yeah. and my older brother was raised by the one who thought that all women need to be subservient to men. And so there you go. I'm nice and sensitive, and I try and be kind to everyone. And my brother has always been a fucking wife-beating douchebag. And so I was upset that my family decided not to tell me about my uh, dad dying. And so... I mean, look, it's going to hurt you no matter how it comes down. Okay? That's just how it is. But... It might be for the best because you might have wanted to have that like hallmark moment, patching it up with your dad. But, I absolutely but, did. But the bottom line is, I'm sorry, he never liked you, and there is no I hallmark still... moment that's going to make him like you. So you would have put yourself through that stress instead of this stress. I still wanted the opportunity to make peace with my dying yeah. father. But my uh, family, my surviving family, decided that I wasn't allowed to say goodbye to my father. Uh, does that mean I'm once removed? Am I, am I Joe's brother once removed? Am I Joe's Sister once removed now? What I, do you mean? Like sometimes they say, oh, this is my this is my first cousin twice removed. Am I now uh the estranged uh trans sister once removed because I've been disowned by the by the family? No, I no, I don't think so because I, I don't think it oh, works. Man. I forget how it works, but I don't think it works like that. I've never known how how it works. So I'm, I'm not sure so I, what the difference between that or being like a second cousin. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what that difference is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not once removed. Okay. No, you're I'm just totally the removed. If you're I'm the zone, estranged you're totally trans. I'm the estranged uh, trans sibling. I so now it's my job if my brother decides to get married for like an eighth time, uh, that I show up right at the end and say, "It's me, your long lost sister." And then everyone in the church goes, like my brother would ever go into a church, but yeah. that's a different story. So I posted this graphic to my Facebook story. TFW, your family didn't bother telling you that your father had cancer or that he was dying, robbing you of your peace, never able to say goodbye. And it was a blurry picture of that I took on the way to go see a movie. I think Godzilla minus one, but that's neither here nor there. 
And I posted it on my story and a bunch of people said, oh, so sorry. We, we are there for you. But not a single family member, not a single yeah. family member saw the story. And so I was like, I, I still want my feelings to be known. So I posted it on my uh, main Facebook page. My parents, my family wasn't one for emotions. I remember one time I was in high school and I was really depressed. And I said, well, if, if you're having a hard time with emotions and if you're depressed, you go talk to your parents. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the movies say I'm supposed to do. I, I'm going to go talk to my parents. And I went to my mom in the kitchen, sweating it out because she had to have dinner ready for her for her husband exactly when he came home and uh his favorite beer mug needed to be chilled just right and and all of this stuff so my mom's there sweating it out in the kitchen making dinner at like three in the afternoon so it'll be nice and ready when my dad comes home and I say, hey, mom, I'm feeling kind of depressed. And my mom just like snapped. What do you have to be depressed about? You don't have a job. You don't have bills you have to pay. You don't have. And she just like snapped at me. And I'm oh, like, that, okay. That right there it was totally my mother. Right yeah. there. Oh, fuck yeah. I used to get that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I learned my lesson that day. And it's like, okay, don't talk to my parents parents about emotions really proud that i have a family now and i think that maybe that's the reason why my dad stopped talking to me is because i started focusing on my own family i have a wife i have kids yeah i have bills i have my own life that i've started here yeah i absolutely love my wife of 18 and a half years my kids are somehow not assholes. Yeah. And I like spending time with them. And I'm legally allowed to spend time with them. But uh, there are other people in my family who aren't legally allowed to see their kids. I am legally allowed to see my children. So, uh, <laughs> Amber, I'm about two seconds from going nuclear. Hell yeah, Amber. Ten minutes. So I posted the graphic on my Facebook page and my brother went nuts. Okay, now this pissed me off. Nobody knew you weren't singled out. It was their wishes. And say goodbye. You didn't ever, ever call him for a birthday or Father's Day or Xmas or Thanksgiving just to see how he's doing. Fuck out of here with this bullshit. You never cared yet here yet. You're here being dramatic for Facebook attention and likes. Don't get me started. I'm about two seconds from going nuclear. I'm so upset. And it's like, I get it. Uh, my dad's wishes was to not tell anyone outside of the family. I'm in the family and should have been told. Yeah. Even if my dad doesn't want to speak to me anymore, I'm still in the family and should have been told. Yeah. So my brother went ape shit. You're so fucking self-absorbed. I was already under. Uh, yeah, I'm a selfish prick. Um, 
I'm so pissed that I had to air this shit out on social media. Okay, well, you didn't, but whatever. And then here's, here's the part that's the most suspicious about this shit is my brother goes, and you'll construe this into some anti-trans bullshit just to get sympathy, but it has nothing to do with that and everything to do with, why are you bringing me being a trans woman into yeah, that's this? that's fucking weird. What the fuck? It's like my brother having a, having another like, look. I just think that you're wrong, and I know that you're gonna say that I'm only saying this because because you're black, but I'm not saying that. And it's like okay, it's kind of suspicious that you brought this up on your own. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm an asshole for wanting to say goodbye to my dying say father. To a stranger, not to your fucking sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't care about the family. You don't check in with the family. It's like, oh, yeah, Joe. I'm not calling you Pepe because that is my dad's name, not your name. You're not my dad. Like, legitimately, legitimately at one point, my brother started saying, um, kindly never speak to any of us ever again. You're not wanted or needed here in the AZ. I'm the man of the house now. I'm taking care of everything as I have been for a while now. Oh, congratulations, brother dad. You've taken yeah. over the pride land. Good yeah. for you, Scar. But 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 did okay. he but it, did he disown you from from cuz he said the AZ like are you kicked out of Arizona? I'm totally? kicked out of I'm kicked out. I'm pretty sure I'm kicked out of the Midwest. I was thinking of going back to Meow Wolf in New Mexico, but the police are gonna be like, You're disowned, you son of a bitch. So there you go. That's fun. So like that that thing there, you're not wanted or needed here. Kindly never speak to any of us again. Blocked and disowned. I'm the man of the house now. I'm taking care of everything. Oh, like god damn if i ever see my brother again he's going to lean up to me and say i killed Mufasa. <laughs> like fuck dude okay you've taken over the family you're now my brother dad fucking good for you i'm, I'm a, i am your sister i'm sorry hey, i I'm don't sorry. pay attention take to the that ball and run with it because you're fucking better off without them yeah i am and you've, I have my own family. As long as I've known you, you've never had one single good contact with those people. Yeah. Fuck them. Who needs them? Yeah. What benefit are you getting from them that you keep them around? So then he, he posts all this like fucking angry, rage filled, uh, anger management bullshit at me. And I was like, what should I post? What should I post? So I posted a gift from Jerry Springer because my brother's the one who's like going ape shit on a public post. So he wrote, yeah, that shows how much you care. Can't even defend yourself. You mistreated me. You don't get to be angry at me because you're in the wrong. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't have to fucking defend myself. Oh, I don't pay attention to the family. Please, Joe, do me a favor. Tell me all five of my kids' names. 
Fuck you, Joe. So I so he got pissed okay. off. Like that pissed him but off. To be fair, and, you you have one that keeps changing names a lot. Yes. And and I can't keep track of that. Right now they are named Q. Okay. They have been Q for a while now. Okay. Do not call them QAnon. They will get pissed the fuck off. That's number one. And number two, this has nothing to do with Star Trek. Okay. Or James Bond. Or James Bond. Okay. Um, what is your full name? I still haven't figured it out. Your full name is Quackilius Quackington Third. Okay. That's their full name. Even I have a nice. hard time with that. My brother's not nice. that shit, but the thing is, is that it's not up to the child to have all of the contact with their parents. Yeah. I've been in this same fucking house for so long. I've had the same phone number since I moved here. Fuck you. Why aren't you having contact with me? Yeah. You know? And it's really upsetting. Well, it's pretty much what I said in that first bit that disappeared. It was really nice that, to see that you people, have though. called, you know, regardless of the amount, you have called your, your family more often than your family in total has contacted you. Yes. Is what I said to Joe in that first bit. Yeah. And it's a public post. If, Anyone who is listening to this, you can read it if you want, because it's public. My brother just decided to lose his shit in public, and it was really nice to see people like you chimed in, uh, saying fuck you to Joe, and then Q showed up, Quackilius Quackington Third, and then my friend Bex did, Amber did. I don't even think my brother knows who Amber is. <laughs> Jeff Kerr started yeah. uh, posting. Like it, it was really nice to see so many people. And then I went to church today, and like ninety five percent of the people there have are just like, "Oh, hi, Maylin. Man, it's cold out there, isn't it?" But every like every every like tenth person was the, "How you doing, Maylin? Doing okay? Do you need a hug? I'm there for you." And it's like, yeah, you've seen all my fucking dirty laundry. In a way, there's like a comfort to what happened on on Facebook because here's a, like that line from Ed Wood, like uh, you're a reporter and you want to show everyone that all those monster stories about Lake Marsh are true. And it's like, here is my proof. Yeah. I have so many crazy ass stories about my brother and how he's a narcissistic, self-absorbed asshole, woman-beating, drunken piece of shit who cares about nobody but himself. And he's always had a uh, uh, a sibling rivalry against me, where he has to try and be better than me at everything. And here is proof in public. Yeah, my brother's an asshole, and so now I am a. Uh, I am but a poor orphan child. My wife said that I should still call my mom because I shouldn't punish my mom and have a bad relationship with my mom because of my brother. But also, 
my mom is a huge Joe Enablist. Yeah. Something tells me that um, my mom's probably seconds. getting drunk and getting high and not missing too much. So there's that. I am a I am a popper now. Yes. And that's the end of that. There's my drama. And cut on that. We have a movie to get to. Fuck all of this family drama. We are going to discuss the greatest movie of all time, 1972, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. But before